I've wired my house to record everything, not in like a CIA way. Just I think that that my life is a podcast. You know what I mean? Everything is copy. Something that I've learned. It's a good. It's a good lesson to learn. TJ, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I just made a nice smoothie. Um, and guess what kind of milk is in there, Chris? It's not almond. It's not coconut. It's some Strauss hole, of course. A lot of people talk talk the talk, but they can't really swim in the deep white waters that I can. <laughs> I think I actually live in the deep white waters, uh, but I think <laughs> that maybe you should. Um, why don't you just man up and 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 forego? I, I like I said, post milk is where we're going. But what else is in this? Is this the classic TJ smoothie? I feel like I've heard about this before. Classic TJ smoothie, one very, arguably too ripe. For TV banana. Oh my god, banana had the titties out. Banana has the titties out, dark yellow, Ooh. blistered like a like one of Eric Warheim's Neapolitan style pizzas. The panthering oh, and I- the tiger striping <laughs> and the cheetah <laughs> printing on these bananas. It's it's obscene how uh, how ripe this nanny is. And then of course uh, some frozen blueberries, nature's candy. <laughs> Uh, do not little, call a ban- do not call a banana nanny ever again. A little bit. Um, shout outs to the bros over at Ladder. I got a little superfood green pow pow in there just to fuel me through okay. another marathon day of podcasting. And then um, okay, a little a little Berkey H two O and some Sub Zero brand ice cubes straight from the machine. Oh. Wow, the Sub Zero ice cubes. That's that's an extra extra TJ touch because I'm currently sipping on the last quarter of my daily gallon and the brand i i got today i had to stop at walgreens to get some uh alleve you know muscle and back pain sure uh pills because i i, I left my crippling addiction i left my um uh bj's size back in los angeles and um <laughs> the water and this is this is a metaphor for my life this podcast it's called big win purified water big win purified water Ugh. isn't that cool sounds off brand well it's all they had bro i'm in new york we got poland springs and big win i thought they had a whole food i've been to a whole foods in new york chris i've been to union square i've stolen chicken tenders from the hot bar i know that you have <laughs> other options bitch I, no i i know i'm kidding but i just don't i don't go to whole foods in new york i go to whole foods every single day in la no, no exaggeration Do you go to boricuan style bodegas and you you build with the gato I, I I like to support small businesses, and by that I mean Juice Press and mm-hmm. um, Walgreens, two tiny kind of Walgreens, you know, fledgling companies that are like trying t- trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's your tough. dollars count. Yeah, it's also it's so hot, it's it's unbelievable. So if if I I have to go local, you know what I mean. I can't get any go lacrosse by sparkling water. It's but it's sold out in the plain flavor, proving that plain is popular. Maybe maybe when you know you that you're going to touch down at JFK. You can hit some kind of like Instacart and just have them drop a dozen gallons of 365 off of the crib. The shipping and handling be touching seven, eight hundred dollars for your eight for your ninety nine cent water, but, but still worth it. Or maybe you can get a, a pallet shipped over from Amazon. I like that pantry. I don't. I like there's got to be another option here for you. No, there is an option, but I because also- I just I just want to see you walk in, walk into your your East Village abode. And then lining the hallway all the way from your eighth floor walk up is just, oh. uh, you know, it's not a pyramid of milk crates. It's a pyramid of gallons just clogging up, 
the hallway. That is that's beautiful. All going in your tummy. My very friendly landlord Janet would love that. I'm sure she would be really supportive. Yeah. Of, Janet's of me, on board of me clogging the pipes with my water. But I, 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 you know, whatever it takes. Also, with that much water, I do honestly. There's not a monetary tip I feel is sufficient for someone to have to carry over that much water in this kind of heat. Mm. I, I truly, I, I, I know you and, and maybe the, wow. the listeners think I'm a soulless monster, but I can't do that. Like, I, I just, it's too much. How could you not be so heartless? That, that is shocking to hear, Chris. Don't quote Kanye West on this podcast. Chris, not my problem. Black has a heart after all. Well, I mean, Jason, you know that because I'm your caretaker as well as boss. So you know that I, I have a big heart. Yeah, this ass doesn't wipe itself, Chris. Get get to wipe it. No problem, sir. Mama. Okay, well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of NYC and water, what's up with my my graffiti bro? Who's is he still stuck in the tower? Are we on day four? What's going on? Yeah, with him? So, so there's some breaking news that in Greenpoint, I, I guess there was a chopper hovering for 12 hours above the same or the same water tower because they think there's a graffiti artist hiding there because he's mid mid throw up. And I don't mean I don't mean his tummy hurts. <laughs> No, no, no. He he was he was doing. It was a fine young man practicing the art of street art, and <laughs> I think I think he realized that his spot was blown. Twelve had found him, and instead of coming down from that giant water tower or the or five zero shuffling up. Spider-Man style, it's an old-fashioned um, Greenpoint standoff. A Greenpoint standoff. And if I you know, if I was doing graffiti on a water tower in Greenpoint, uh-huh. I, I would want to get out of Greenpoint as fast as possible. I'd, I'd be afraid I would run into some cr- creative directors, <laughs> um, some skateboarders, you know, guys that are looking for me. You, you know might what I mean? run but into apparently- an auxiliary member of LCD Sound System or one of their surrounding side projects. That's too risky. The thought of that is, is terrifying. Um, and I like the rapture. I just want to be on record. <laughs> Yeah, do you think that's a water tower, or do you think it's filled with a high-octane IPA? It, it honestly could be... Because in Greenpoint, you don't know. You couldn't. You cannot be sure in Greenpoint. I, I don't... Maybe they have a 718 there, which is you know their equivalent of the 805. Isn't it funny that, that 805 is somehow cooler than, than Brooklyn Brewery? Brooklyn has been... You know, when Brooklyn was Venice, you know, and I don't mean Italy, mm-hmm. I, I mean the cursed West Side neighborhood, and it became... It was co-opted by America, you know, like the world. It was like a brand, and you can't recover from that. Whereas 805, which is what area code again, Jason? Santa Barbara. My point is, it's it's a place that people don't care about, right? Yeah, San San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Ventura County. It's off the radar. Ventura County is known for having the Patagonia corporate office, and that's about it. So it, it's like I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to show up on T-shirts in you know in the uh italian airport you know what i'm saying i don't care how tasty the three footer lefts are in oxnard or ventura county it's not (laughs) it's not going to make global waves is what you're saying it's not going to make global waves maybe in the brewer community the home brewer community it could make waves Mm -hmm. do you know of any do you know of any like local brewery like publications is there like a tape op magazine for brewing i mean there has to be multiple multiple ones and i, I would think so too it's definitely aware of none of them it's cool of you that you don't know but i'm a little bit disappointed as well as a person who likes to keep abreast of industry rags yeah it is a little off off for me to do that but hey what do you if i do? find if i find if i find one i will get um i'll make sure to get you a gift subscription 
much like the gentleman's quarterly I had sent to your house, I can have uh, IPA weekly kind of forward over there to Glendale. Gentleman's quarterly hasn't showed up yet, Chris. I didn't know that that had happened. Maybe, I don't know if they ship all the way to Glendale. I think actually Will Welch told me that he disliked you so much he went in and actually canceled it himself. His DMs would say otherwise, huh? He, he, he said you ain't getting a subscription for your little bitch friend. And I said, hey man, like I look, I, I'm sorry. Like I was just trying to do something nice. Mm-hmm. He really wanted a pair of socks, but you said no, so I thought I'd just buy him a subscription. Tell Will, tell Will, I only read biannuals. I don't do quarterlies. Oh, I understand. And I, understand, and I don't, yeah. I don't like magazines that are only for men. Kind of more like more of a non-binary publication enthusiast. Uh, I vote with my dollar, and I don't like to support men, especially now. You know what I mean. Speaking of of non-binary, I was very glad to see that news I sent you earlier. It's raining men. The classic song has been re-recorded to reflect today's times, and it's called "It's Raining Them." You know, it's so sick. It's I would say it's so good because that it rhymes and works so well. Yeah, I, I don't have the ability to fault it. I think the only this could be a good rule of thumb moving forward for when we kind of rewrite the annals of history to to the modern yeah. times. Like if it doesn't work from a branding standpoint, if it doesn't have that zing, if it's if it's not a Don Draper approved pivot. Then, then leave that in the leave that in the hallway closet for another day until somebody else can come up with it. But when you say "Hallelujah, it's raining them," it works. I mean, even if you are against gender identity politics or, or any of you know you you are adamantly against people having the rights to identify as whoever they are, you can't deny a snappy name like that. No, I mean it hits a hit, baby. And if you can drop that in seamlessly like that, it's like Taylor Swift recording, re-recording her whole album. Same exact thing. Yeah, let's make it seamless. Uh, speaking of music, TJ, we do have a guest today, mm-hmm. singer-songwriter by the name of Maria Isabel, uh, who I believe is from the Big Apple, lives in LA now, and and we've both seen her getting her motherfucking lift on at the undefeated gym mm-hmm. in the Los Angeles area. Is that, can you confirm that? I can confirm that a fellow gym rat. Um, she's over there building with the, with the, with the squad over at the undefeated gym. I think she practices the dark arts of jujitsu. It's not only for your mental, but for your physical. So we might have some gee talk that gee talk. I would like to see what she could, what she's kind of squatting you know, is more my line of questioning. Like, are we doing 250, 300? These are the hard questions that we ask. She's actually, she might be getting in shape because she's going on the road. Uh, actually, like, we're going to have, she's she's in Toronto and we're in Atlanta, unfortunately. But uh, and, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we're going, we're, we're hitting the road around a similar time. And I think we're actually playing or performing at a few of the same exact venues. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that with her as well. We'll talk about tour life. I believe so as well. I hope you're very unhappy without me is the EP. It comes out uh, September 10th on Warner Records, baby. We're talking major label only on this side. Fuck all these little indie dorks. Unless it's Jag Jaguar, those guys are cool. Yeah, good point. I'll let them slide. I'll let them slide. The, unfortunately, the Island Records deal was looking a little light. You know what I mean? <laughs> they backed up the. They took the Brinks truck all the way from Indianapolis to LA and backed it up. So it was it was nice of them. All right. Well, let's give her a zoom and um, and we'll get it popping. Unfortunately, we podcast shirtless a lot of the time, which feels inappropriate for some people. So <laughs> TJ is putting a shirt on. No, he's not. He's adjusting his. No, he didn't. <laughs> 
You know the fucking vibes, bro. <laughs> taking his uh, shirt off exactly that's, that's exactly what he's doing uh i am actually i'm actually in the east village of new york where oh. it's scorchingly hot um and uh jason is in in glendale in los angeles where are you i'm in west hollywood oh i knew you were i knew you were a west hollywood chick like me i like I'm that i'm not do you everything in my home is like i'm not from here <laughs> I just need to make that clear. Shit, yeah, she's she's wearing she's literally wearing a Yankees jersey right now. Everything on my person. I didn't. So why did you did you only move here for for the career, or is are you running from the law? You got warrants in New York. What's going on? Okay, first of all, this isn't far enough. They would have found me. So no, it's not that. But I actually moved here by accident. Um. I was working part-time in New York and living with my parents because I grew up in Queens, but I got laid off like mid-March and I was like, my job was the only thing taking me out of the house. And if I have to stay with my parents for however long this goes on, I'm going to lose my mind. So I decided to just fly to LA and like work on music full-time for a little bit because I was, you know, cashing in on unemployment. It was a good time. (laughs) Not going to lie. Um, and then sure. it just was going really well. So I just never went back. Okay. So how do your parents feel about this? Okay. So my dad gets it very proud. My mom is very hurt <laughs> to this day. She'll call me sometimes. and won't even say hello. She'll just be like, I still can't believe you just left like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> Maria, what do you have done to this family? Quite literally. No, exactly. <laughs> Have you met her? That's exactly her. <laughs> I mean, I think, but they obviously they knew you were pursuing this music shit, and eventually that like something's gonna happen if it goes. I've been very clear my entire life that this was always the goal, so no one was shocked. I think just my mom thought maybe it would have been like, uh, "Hey, I think I'm moving out soon," and not just like going to LA back in a week. Never came back. She's like, Fat Joe has a beautiful studio in New York. Uh, I could I could text him. You don't have to go. Okay, the no, country. seriously, did you speak to my mom? Because she calls me all the time and she's like, What do you mean you can't do music in New York? You can do music wherever you want. I don't get it. I'm like, I don't have time to break this down for you right now. So you're you're at the airport saying goodbye. She's like, Okay, what about Miami? It's only it's only an hour and a half. No, for me no, to, like, really. She's like she's like, Okay. I get that you had to go, but why California? Like you really chose the furthest you could go in the country. I'm like, it's too far. She always it's breaks it down far. to me in terms of like, if there's an emergency, she's like, that's a really long flight. By the time we got to you, things could go really wrong. And I'm like, I don't know why you think like I would have an emergency and be like, let's wait till my mom gets here. And then we can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, we got, we got yeah, six exactly. hours before I'm going to the hospital. We're, we're calling just calling 911 before we're calling mom. <laughs> okay, okay, well, you know, I think, I think everyone who moves across the country, you know, at a young age or even any age kind of has to deal with that unless unless you're white and then your parents are like all right like get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah yeah my parents i left the house at 18 and they never asked me any they didn't they weren't like when are you coming back do you want to come to dinner it was like all right well it's been real that we'll see you on the flip side chief that that was that was <laughs> it's weird though my, my dad back. has a very different view of like everything even like the first two days of quarantine i was at home he's like so like what are you gonna do now and i'm like do you want me to leave like 
Should I go? <laughs> I, so you were working a, like a regular job? Is yes. that is that okay, what I'm hearing? Job. Um, I was working at a learning center in Midtown for kids with learning disabilities or just like kids who didn't thrive in a normal school setting. Like you were a, t- you were a teacher in essence? Like- Essentially, because there were kids there who, which I have to say is so questionable because there's not a lot of training going in. And I just like, <laughs> I really love like, reading and writing growing up. And I started school as an English major. So I was like, I can help kids learn how to read. Yeah. And then like, it was like so many different personalities and like one-on-one sessions. And then I learned after the fact that there were kids going there instead of regular school. And I was like, so it's on me. For like young Billy to be able to read in a year, like that's crazy. <laughs> that is a lot of pressure. Do you like kids, or was this just like a job that no, made sense I love at the kids. time? I actually, I had just gotten back from studying abroad in Florence, and I was so broke, like so so broke. And I was like, okay, I just have to get any job asap. And my best friend was actually studying speech pathology and like working with kids, and she had just gotten that job, and. I like went and had an interview and I really love like like I said I really love reading and writing so I really love the thought of like helping kids but I also love children so much more than adults wow must be nice I don't like either I said more I didn't say like (laughs) they're just so blunt like there is a zero filter and yeah there's just like I had days where I would go into work and like some like 12 year old would just be like you're really tired aren't you and I'm like fuck yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> I, I think now i think nowadays people use so many filters for everything that like children really are like, i guess children in like period piece like old movies and stuff when you see how people used to talk to each other it was so direct so blunt and it was just like this is exactly how i'm feeling about you or this is what i'm reading from you 100 percent. there's no bullshit and i think we're so deprived of that nowadays that we we kind of yearn for 100 percent. it was like a it was kind of a system where like every kid would have a different teacher every hour but usually like the same teachers every day and i had like situations where i would sit down and like an eight-year-old would be like i don't like you very much and i'd be like that's fair i respect that thank you for <laughs> telling me we still have to read i don't like your funky ass either boy yeah, i was like definitely a lot of like <laughs> yeah. keep your mouth shut he's eight just, just teach him how to read it's gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> they they taught you a little something too, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Just self control. I love Florence. It's a beautiful place. That sounds like a nice place to to study abroad. Okay, so to put it in perspective for you, how much I loved Florence. Um, by the end of study abroad, like all the kids are like, okay, this was cool. I'm really ready to get back to New York. All the kids landed pretty much on the same plane in New York, and everyone's parents were there, and all like everyone was so happy to be reunited. And my parents were there, and I started sobbing and they were like wow you missed us so much like we're so happy to see you i was like guys i did not want to come back i hate it here the last thing i wanted to see was laguardia jarring and jarring yeah that's a shock i mean florence is so it's so pretty but it's also like pretty small and like manageable you you know what i mean like you can walk or get on a bike and kind of get everywhere you need to go i ate so well like, yeah, school was fun, whatever, traveled, but, like, the food was... So how are you liking the food here in L.A., then? <laughs> um, <laughs> at least once a week, someone asked me to get some, like, like vegan Mexican food, and I'm like, 
no, that's not the point of Mexican food. I'm not going. No, I agree. We don't we don't eat at mixto on this side. We don't do we don't do the vegan Cesar salad on this side. <laughs> like, on, there's on no trail. food in this food. How do you guys have like how are you sustained in this city? There's no food in this food? This food ain't got no motherfucking food. How are no food? sustained in this city? I Yeah, no, it's true. I mean there is amazing Mexican food, but you know, it doesn't involve quinoa in, in any form. Can't do it. I miss pizza so much. Okay. Well, LA's having a pizza renaissance. I don't know if you've heard. It, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not buying it. It's like when somebody's like, this is the best pizza in LA. I mean, I'm like, yeah. So it's like dollar pizza in New York. The standards are very different. Damn, she's firing shots. She's firing <laughs> shots at your people, TJ. I, don't, I hope you're not going to stand for this. Okay, so what's what's the New York what's the New York pizza spot numero uno? She's going to say some sh- neighborhood shit in like Queens. Like, you ain't going to know about this. You got to go to Ricky's on 198th. It's Angelo's on 103rd. <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. Okay. Angela. <laughs> not kidding. What do they got? What's so good about this shit? What are you are you getting two slices of cheese and a ice cold Coca-Cola? Is that information about me somewhere publicized? No, I no. I'm just I just feel like that's a very common New York pizza order. That's exactly what I get is she <laughs> slices and That's a right. That's right. Do you put the Coca-Cola on ice or you are you taking a can to the dome? No, no, no. On ice. Okay. Don't be crazy. Yeah, you're you're I'm crazy. <laughs> What about well? What about the? Are you adding some classic red pepper flakes, some Parmigiano, or are you hitting raw? I was listening to you guys' podcast because I realized that Kirsty has been on, and <laughs> I like hang out with her at the gym all the time. And yeah, I just heard her say I hate cheese, and I realized I think I do too, except for like regular cheese on pizza. Beyond that, anything's too much. Interesting. I'm also lactose intolerant. Okay. <laughs> So, but you don't have Erewhon in Queens, though. So, like, it's it's it balances things out. Um, not to reveal my exact location, but I'm pretty fucking close to the West Hollywood Erewhon, and like, occasionally, I'm like, fine, let's see what they have. And every time I walk in, I just leave so angry. I uh, the literally the only thing that I buy there is pizza. Interesting, because it's the only thing that's that's under fifty dollars. <laughs> man, fuck y'all, man. Erewhon is great, and I love to eat. Easy healthy, to say okay? from New say? York because you Some don't have us, to. It's a choice there. That's true. I find the L.A. lifestyle is conducive to. Do you feel healthier living in L.A. or do you just feel desperate for the shit you like? Oh my god, my it's my skin has cleared up like i'm 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 thriving at the gym it's all amazing really yeah because because i don't eat pizza i don't eat dairy anymore because that was the only like form of it that i was having and it's doing wonders for like all of my body but i'm still mad about it we said in the intro though i i when when we were talking to nick i was like oh i think i recognize her from the gym like I, we've never worked out together, but I know I think I've seen you in there, there. on your phone or whatever. You were wor- you were working out, you know. So and then, <laughs> but then Jason Jason was in there yesterday getting some PT work done, and you were there while yes. he was there. I was like, this is meant I to be. I asked the guys there. I was like, so who's heard of this podcast? And all the guys are like, I'm pretty sure he's in the PT room right now. And I was like, okay, well. I've got jujitsu, but let me know when he's done. And then you left before I was done with jujitsu, so it's fine. You don't want to meet in person. I get it. Well, there, there's two reasons. I worry that if you met me, you would call you would call Nick and be like, maybe I, I actually have I have a hair appointment tomorrow. You know, like I have to shower tomorrow. But more so, like I walked by and there was like a there's like a jujitsu like 
instructional thing going on and a bunch of people were like huddled around watching somebody in a rear, rear naked choke. It's true. And I didn't want to be like, hey guys, sorry <laughs> to break this up. I just wanted to meet somebody for talk the about time. podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, can you guys stop choking each other? I want to talk about the art of podcasting for just a quick second, if you don't mind. Also, I was I was too busy looking at Jacob Elordi do squats, so I didn't really catch you at all, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, you were there? I didn't know. I didn't even know. <laughs> I'm sure you were doing a great job with the jujitsu or whatever, sweetie. <laughs> I am not gonna lie. I was like halfway through learning a jujitsu move, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Hello. Did a lordy have all his like earrings and pearls on and shit, or was he, or was he looking a little more like gym gym ready? He just had his normal pearl necklace on, but yeah, otherwise he didn't have all the jewelry. I gotta say, I'm leaving the pearls in the locker room. That's me personally. I can't have the pearls on. Does he wear pearls? I didn't know that that's a thing. Yeah, bro, he was on the cover of um got a nice grandma brooch right about here. I didn't know that. He- Actually, yeah, that sounds right the brooch <laughs> i think he was on the cover i think he was the cover uh, on the cover of man about town with like a dangly pearl earring and that was like a big you think that's model zone chris i don't know i think it is but it is weird when you see because i because like he was working out with with kaya gerber obviously a you know a, a stunningly beautiful model human being but i was looking at him and i was like son of a bitch this is just a it's just a good looking mm-hmm. human being yeah. it's honestly it's honestly upsetting a lot of cool people go to this gym but the second like those two walk in i'm like all right why are you here yeah there's no need for this work out in private when he when he does this one the shirt lifts up a little bit it's a it's a whole it's a movie i want to see the midriff yeah uncle mm-hmm. paulie put that sandwich down i'm trying to look at the midriff damn <laughs> move bro shut up i love him i'm his biggest <laughs> that's the, that's the homie I don't know who I also though a Lordy for me is an interesting one because like to me he's famous for being famous and like dating Kaya Gerber. Like, I've never Fair. seen him act in anything. Yeah, I was gonna say Euphoria. Yeah, I never saw Euphoria. I never saw Euphoria. But I do know about Sydney, what's her name now? And that's really that's some that's something. <laughs> from White Lotus. That's something. You know right about there. Sydney, what's her name now? That's that's a superstar if I do say so myself. <laughs> I see a bright I see a bright future for Sydney. I see. Real bright. You watched White Lotus. Real bright. That gal's got talent. I watched it <laughs> under duress, but did you like it? Yeah, it was a little stressful, but I enjoyed it. I, I think me and my friends, we all like binge watched it together, and we've come to the conclusion that we love like white mess as a theme or a genre for TV shows. Don't come. <laughs> do not come for this podcast. Did you wait? Sorry. Did you say white ness? White, white mess, not an N. To clarify. Got it. Got it. Okay. She's like, whiteness? I'm all set. I'm all set. No, but nothing is more entertaining than, than a bunch of white people fucking up. That's true, though. Yeah, honestly. That's kind of the, the basis of our podcast, actually. If you guys are thinking of rebranding, yeah, you're welcome. What what other... I'm trying to think of any other television programs that fall under the white mess category. If you, if you have anything, like a playlist for us. Big Little Lies. Great white mess. The Undoing. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a new one on Hulu that I can't remember the name of. Oh, it's like nine something. Yes. Started watching that white mess. So there's a theme going on here. Yes. It's good. I mean, these are all good shows at the very least. You know, at least you're not watching HBO's The Hype like Chris is. I love The Hype. I can't get it. Have you watched The Hype? I haven't. Because let me tell you something. If you haven't watched it now, clear your schedule. Studio studios canceled this afternoon. Maria is busy. Just let Nick know and he can pass it down as long as I'm not the one saying it. Well, yeah, we'll tell Nick. Okay, cool. Uh, I have no problem. I, I'm kind of Nick's boss, if you really think about it. So it's not a problem for me to kind I'm of I'm going to not know. think about it, but I'll just take your word for it. 
<laughs> no, the 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 hype though, I have to say, it's it's unfortunately it doesn't fall in the white mess category, but it is incredibly funny television. Uh, incredibly funny. And some people are like, Chris, how could you watch that? It's so stupid. It's like because I like stupid shit, and we all do. And I don't, I don't know why I'm getting crucified for this. Not everybody can hate watch like you. I don't know. I, I don't have enough time. Like my my TV viewing time is valuable. I want to watch something that I really like. <laughs> it's going to make me smarter, make Shut me laugh. The fuck up. I don't want to hate. Like I can't watch like Real Housewives. I oh I can't type shit. You know it's just. <laughs> I, I'll watch. Well, Real Housewives has gotten only only Beverly Hills, the classic. Because the thing about Real Housewives is. Now they're not all rich, except Beverly Hills. They're still rich, and that's what to me <laughs> solidifies. It. Like you got to be rich. You got to be rich. You can't be. You can't be like that working a regular just sad job. If you're not, <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't want to watch not that. Rich is sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to watch anybody be not rich. I couldn't agree more. It's disgusting. It's really tough to watch. You're really getting a good crash course in Chris Black right now. Well, speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of fine ass alordy, I saw a tweet recently that you said when a fine man is homie height. And I was wondering what <laughs> the criteria is for homie height and what you mean by homie height exactly. Okay, I have to say the last like three interviews I've done have started with so we saw that you tweeted and I'm like, okay, noted. We're gonna we're gonna stop tweeting because I don't know Welcome why. To my I life. like I forget. I really tweet just to like get thoughts out. Like I forget that there's an audience and then people will like say things back to me. I'm like, where did you hear that? Even though I'm the one that wrote well, that's it. That's the but. best. I mean, that's the point of Twitter, but as, I guess your, so. as your profile grows, it's something that you'll have to keep more of an eye on. And Nick will clean that up. Don't worry. <laughs> so it, what, um, what falls under homie height? Well, yeah. What, is, what does homie yeah, height mean? Yeah. And how, what is the cutoff point of homie height? <laughs> okay. So, I'm like five five and a half. So you're you're five four. You're I'm you're five, five four. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm five five. Okay, but I say okay. five five and a half. Five five and a half in Yeezys. You get a little extra boost. <laughs> I get it. She got she got the desert rats on to give her that extra half inch. Five seven in Tim's. <laughs> That's true. That's what my New York ID says. Five seven in Tim's. <laughs> Different height on the New York license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i need you to be taller than me period i okay cannot like if i'm looking directly at you you're my friend <laughs> like we're eye to eye you are oh, my friend <laughs> um if i could look into your eyes you're the homie yes. if i if i have, if i could only see the bottom of your eye then we then let's let's talk exactly i need to have to like tilt my head at least like some sort of angle for you to be like Got it. considered well i mean i think i think the bar of like has to be taller than you that's pretty low because okay that's not the bar though because like guys have been like well i'm five eight and i'm like that's not good enough try again go back to the drawing board so we're looking for hopefully a six to a six three yeah you, you got to be six and up to all of our short kings listening Get your money up. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, get your money up. You got to try a little harder. Take off that Palm Angels tracksuit because that ain't going to work either. You got to try. Come on, dog. Come correct, okay? The mad happy shorts are not adding any inches to any inches at all. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, have, you didn't have the mad happy shorts in Queens, did you? Nope. I didn't know what that was until I got here. <laughs> Never heard of that. Say, what is it? 
Why are those two words together? <laughs> together? I thought there was supposed to be a space between those two words. I don't understand. Speaking of the gym, you know, are you are you you're I wanted to talk to you about like what jujitsu is has has been doing for you. Yeah. You know, like how is it helping you out? Are you liking it? Are you hating it? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm hating it. Still going, but I'm <laughs> No, so obviously you guys know that like at the undefeated space it's like half workout, half jujitsu. And so I've been training there for a few months and the guys are always there. Um, doing jujitsu and I was like that looks pretty cool we'll probably never try it but it looks cool and then mm-hmm. um, I was talking to Zach and Isaac and they like offered to let me into a class with a few friends and honestly I also just didn't buy into the concept of like if like Zach sits on top of me I'm not going anywhere like it's just not happening that's the same for us and we're twice that motherfucker size so i understand i understand right. where you're going so i was like I i'll try it <laughs> anytime the ear looks all fucked up like that it's it's a wrap <laughs> i was just like i'll try it but like no way this works and then they like taught me a few things and i was like i'm coming back every week i can't believe that like body mechanics really work in that way that like yeah. you can like i don't know swivel your hips in one direction and get out from under somebody um, so obviously in like a self-defense perspective, I mean, I live in West Hollywood. I think I'm fine. They might approach you and want an autograph. Anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, exactly, I, yeah. I'm still experiencing like culture shock because I like fully grew up in the hood in Queens and now I'm in West Hollywood where like people leave their doors unlocked. And I'm like, this is, yeah. what is this lifestyle that you guys live? I don't understand. <laughs> but regardless, um, I don't know. Jujitsu is, I, I feel like any kind of working out, honestly, like does a good job of like I can't focus on anything else besides like trying to get this right in this moment and I feel like I felt that a lot with jujitsu and just like I I have this thing where when I'm learning new things I get really frustrated really quickly when I'm not immediately good at them and I feel like jujitsu has helped a little bit with my patience in that sense and like that's good yeah and like being able to like learn a new thing every week and then like put them all together has been cool I, we've, we've experienced something similar with tennis because I think I'm a little bit of a gym rat and it was, a, it's a little bit like at a certain point, what am I trying to do here? Like, yeah. where is this go? Besides like the, the physical, like the, the, like cosmetic vein shit, like what else am I really doing? Yeah. Whereas like improving at something is, is, is like much more gratifying in a lot of ways. Yeah. I actually, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I hate LA, but one of my <laughs> favorite parts of being here during quarantine was that well i guess like all sports were not allowed here during that time and yeah. i think tennis was mm-hmm. the only one if you showed up with one person i feel like yeah that's the same thing it's like being able to just like get into the mindset even if it's out of like a game as opposed to like just straight up working out is way more fun did you play sports or anything in high school or is this like new to you um i played basketball in middle school are you saying that Shorty has a wet jumper or where yes. are we at with it now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> um, it's been a while, so I could definitely use some freshening up. I have no handles. I will say that right now. Like, <laughs> it takes like 1% effort. Your nails and jewelry let me know you ain't got no handles. It was very clear that you had zero handles, but thank you for ex- explicitly yeah, saying Yeah, I gotta that. say, doing jujitsu in these is not easy, but... Um, but yeah, no, it would take like 1% effort for anyone to take a ball from me ever on the court. <laughs> but I can definitely shoot because that's the only thing that didn't take like, 
I don't know. Cause it was like, I was the one who was always left open. Cause they were like, she's not going to make a shot. So I was just, oh, yeah, I yeah, was very yeah, prepared yeah, yeah. to stand in one place and make that shot. Only do what you're good at is, is our motto here on, on how long gone. So yeah. I understand. Is it, is it hard living in LA being a Knicks fan? So I was, <laughs> I have a problem with loyalty when it comes to sports teams, I think, because it gets complicated. Oh, okay. Okay. So, right. Growing up, like Yankees and Mets are both the New York teams for baseball, but I lived in Queens, really close to City Field, and Mets tickets yeah. were always like, they basically came with Happy Meals in New York. <laughs> so like my parents were taking me like twice a week. It costs nothing. So we were always at Mets games, but like they suck. Yes. And I was like, this is like environmentally fun, but like as a fan of baseball, this is terrible. And then like half my family's Mets fans and the other half is Yankee fans. So I grew up a Yankee fan, but I'm like, I'll always support the Mets because that's my hometown. Mm -hmm. And then I was raised a Laker fan. What? Do you want me to reel that back for you guys? Do we have to just shocked? Also, after looking on your your NBA 2K Twitter feed, I saw a lot of Lakers <laughs> tweets, so I kind of already knew that. But I just wanted you to walk into that yourself. Fair. Um. So my cousin, who taught me like everything about basketball, and I started watching basketball with growing up when I was in middle school, was a Laker fan because he was like Kobe's biggest fan for the entirety of his life. So. I was only watching Laker games like when I was that young and it was just like, are the Lakers on tonight? Okay. I'm coming over. Um, and it wasn't until I was like in high school that I started going to Knicks games. So like, again, like I have love for the Knicks because that's home, but like, it's a hard team to love. Who was taking you to Knicks games? High- were you sitting courtside or are we talking? Where God, we, where no. <laughs> um, you know, like when you're in the stadium and there's a wall behind you because you're in the very last <laughs> row, <laughs> that's where I was. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've never been up there, but I've seen it on TV. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So you can get up there. You could. You could put a put a nice little lamp here and put. No. Put yeah. Like you could. De- you could decorate. It, yeah. Yeah. Make this house a home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. The bathroom shit. was right there. To be fair, there were perks. That is nice. That's like Uber can. Yeah. Just like sitting in the last row on the airplane. There's there's some. Exactly. Some, it's the same thing. Jason can relate. He knows. He's he's a coach life kind of guy, so he understands. It's, that's where we differ. Uh, I'm allergic the, to business class. Okay, so you so we're doing uh <laughs> we're doing a podcast tour right around the same time that you're going on your tour, and we're actually playing a few of the same venues. Really. Yeah, would, wouldn't you know? Oh yeah, really? Don't act so surprised. Don't act fucking surprised. Don't worry. The LA, the LA <laughs> venue that we're playing is bigger than yours, but you know, other than that, <laughs> some other, we have some crossovers. Sorry so. that I'm shocked that the podcast is going to a venue when I'm sitting in my living room right now. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Excuse my surprise. We're, we're doing we're doing more music venues instead of like a theater or something like that. So I understand the conf- the confusion. So is this your first time? On tour, obviously you've you know played some shows before, but yeah, uh, it's my first tour that is my own. Okay, I went on tour once with a Brazilian DJ, which is kind of a long story, but that <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, is it somebody that we would know? Um, honestly, it was someone that I didn't know before I went on tour. I probably shouldn't admit that, but I learned of this. Just to like be just to be before, clear, but- Maria. Maria I want to be clear. Diplo is not Brazilian. He just likes the music from Brazil. I think. I think... <laughs> to go. <laughs> so 
some things come up and I have to go. <laughs> uh, no, his- he's like, I want you to go on tour with me, and, you, and you're like, my name's not on any of the flyers, and he's like, yeah, it's kind of different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to clarify because you know what? Saying I went on tour and it wasn't mine just makes me sound like a groupie. You were, you were opening. You were yeah. Opening. The, well, so there was this guy. His name is Alok, and he's like the biggest DJ in Brazil. I had never heard of him, but he was a friend of a friend who like they had a song together. And he was going on like a two-week tour in Brazil. And he had like a remix of a song that already existed. And the girl that sang the vocals on like the recorded released version was having some issues. I don't know, but she couldn't go on tour. Yeah. So they asked me to do it. And I was actually still in, I was, I think it was junior year at NYU. I was like, so I can either like tell my teachers, first of all, I didn't really ask permission of anybody. I was still living at home. So that was probably the right thing to do. (laughs) But I was like, college age feels like I don't have to ask. So I was just like, Hey guys, I'm going to Brazil. My dad was like, cool, call us when you get there. And my mom was like, you're absolutely not. But Your mom is just praying, just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm convinced he's met my mom. There's no way. There's no way he's this spot on and had, didn't have a conversation with her this morning. I'm a grown adult man, and I'm a little afraid to go to Brazil by myself. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it just kind of makes sense. But, like, that's, that's really my mom. Like, last time I came home, I opened my suitcase, and there was a bottle of holy water that I did not put in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick i'm not kidding that's so good but anyway i was in school and i was like okay so i can either tell my teachers that i have to leave for two weeks and like tell the truth or i can just disappear obviously i chose the more responsible one i just disappeared yeah <laughs> and uh yeah went to brazil for two weeks and like that was my first time on like a real big tour i think the the biggest show we played was two Yankee stadiums was the only way I could put it into perspective. <laughs> what? I literally like I, I Googled how big is Yankee Stadium and I was like, okay, this is twice the size. And then I almost threw up. So you played in Daddy Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so so this so this is straight up there's like eighty thousand people coming to see this and you're you're singing this song. Yeah. Um this is literally come to Brazil type shit. Oh right and, I went, that's, that's li- and I went. And I went literally, literally. Yes, exactly. Did you play your own songs and then sing the vocal on this song as well? It was literally, I went on this tour to sing the one song with him. And then I was like, I'm done. That was my job today. And was it fun? Was it cool? Yeah, it was my first paid job. So I was like, you're telling me that they're flying me to Brazil. <laughs> I get on stage for one song and then they give me money. This is my dream. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in Brazil. I work three minutes a day. <laughs> you, you spend, you spend three hours in makeup and three hours on stage. Yeah. And now I'm like playing my own shows and they're like, Maria, you have to sing for an hour. And I'm like, do I? That seems like a lot. <laughs> did you have, did you have like a team? Like, did you have like a manager and shit then? Or did, or was it? Uh, kind of, not really. There was like my, he was going to be my manager, but like we hadn't like signed any agreements yet or like started formally working together. And I literally was just like, should I do this? And he was like, I don't see why not. So I went and um, yeah, it was massive crowds. Brazilians are very passionate. So like of all the places you could go and be a complete stranger on stage, like that was definitely the place to go. They were very welcoming and very excited by yeah. like the third show. They were like, can I have pictures with you? And I was like, no, you guys <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who I am. I don't get it. <laughs> I do the same thing. I do, I do the same thing. When the fans approach, I just say not tonight. I'm trying. I'm eating with my family. Not not it's tonight. Hard. Well, that's it's that's hard. why we do these jujitsu classes so we can wiggle out of the selfie 
and you know and change the guard i literally i called my management team and i was like hey i do jujitsu now so we really don't need security i got this um we're good <laughs> like we can't we can let's put that money back in our pockets guys we don't need to, <laughs> yeah. we don't need to spend that we need to spend that. Yeah, no, that's ours. That's ours. So hold on. I'm just trying to understand the trajectory. So you're singing. This happens. Now you're in LA. You got a major label record deal and you're going on tour. So like, this seems like it happened kind of fast. I am also I, don't know how I got here. <laughs> I have no idea how this happened. Uh, yes. It's my whole career has been the pandemic, the length of the pandemic. Wow. I put shit. out my first song mid-February of 2020. Oh, I didn't. So so did you just post it like independently on like DSPs and that was it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd written it with like friends that I had met at NYU and finished it ourselves. And then like between me and my manager, I came to LA. We filmed a video with just like a group of friends, zero money and put that out and it did fairly well so i just kept going i love i love it nyu success you're 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 the you're the dominican maggie rogers i like this you're coming from a nyu success story i like i like that the difference is i still owe a lot of money and haven't gotten my degree sent to me yet (laughs) 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 so they're not exactly like Uh, calling me alumni like they're denying i ever went there i'm sure so so you you put this song out and there's some heat around it people are listening and then you get and then labels start sniffing around yeah so um i was in new york and like i had already met a good amount of people just because i ended up studying music um at the end of my time in nyu so i had like met a few people in the industry and like new york's a pretty small place relatively um and then Days before it was announced that we were going on lockdown, um, I was supposed to fly out here to meet with a couple of labels. And that's why I had my flight to L.A. And then I think it was the day before I was supposed to leave. They're like, so all of our buildings are closed, but you can come in like two weeks when this is all over. And I was like, OK, I'll just go to L.A. anyway. <laughs> and then nothing happened for a few months because we were all just home watching movies. <laughs> and then like all of my label meetings turned into Zoom calls. Which I'm actually still pretty bitter about because, like, if the one, if there's gonna be, you didn't get wined and die. You didn't go to Nobu once. Oh, I got so <laughs> played. Well, look, at least when I used to be in the music business, I got taken to buster ass places. So at least they're, they're gonna make it up to you. I, I went to like a Mexican restaurant once. You know, I'm like, I want to go only to sushi that's four hundred dollars a head. That's reasonable, even if I don't like it. I that's where you gotta had take sugar me. fish for every label that I met. And I did not. And I feel robbed. <laughs> it's fine. No, who's your manager? We got to shoot higher than Sugarfish. Come on. Yeah, we can do better. Yeah, we can do better. We Get get Ron Perry it's on the phone. It's just that I... So I hadn't had sushi before I came to LA. Hey, Dios mio. Yeah, I figured I would get that reaction. <laughs> they, got, they got sushi in Queens, right? Well, okay. Let's talk about that. Okay, so I grew up in Queens. Ceviche. And... They recently, they recently put a seafood restaurant like near my, where I, where my parents still live. And I was walking by it with my dad and we both just kind of looked at each other. and was like, where are these (laughs) creatures coming from? Where are you fishing for these things? Like the Hudson? I am, I don't know. I just, I grew up literally just eating Dominican food and Italian food and nothing else. So what are some of the best Dominican restaurants in LA you think? What what are like the top? What are like 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 the three? Top? You just thought to yourself, "How can I trigger Maria <laughs> on this fine afternoon?" <laughs> Did it? What are, what are okay? What are what are like the three Dominican like like the like you look up Dominican food in the dictionary? Like what are like the three dishes that are like the most? Popular? Um, I think it's just like types of like rice, beans, and some sort of meat is always like dinner. 
essentially. Um, yeah. I pers- my favorite food in the whole world is plantains in any form. Platanos. I could eat those till the day I die. Yes. And not the ones from Trader Joe's. Okay, well, let's not go there because I've tried to go grocery shopping for platanos and they like don't exist here. People are like, "Do you mean bananas?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> different. <laughs> no." Um, I actually I eat Versailles, the Cuban place, a lot because it's like the closest yeah. I can get. So I'm I'm a pretty loyal customer. <laughs> they know me pretty well there. Well, what is your what is your cooking? Was it did your mom pass it down or do you not have those skills? Aggressive question. Um, Are you in the lab? What's going? What's good? <laughs> feels like an attack, really. But um, I didn't cook that. I can cook. Like I can make like all the basic Dominican food and like make myself dinner. But I honestly, yeah. I've gotten to a point in my career where like cooking is just like at the bottom of my list in terms of how I'm going to spend my time. Um, I honestly, between the fact that I don't have a car here and I am not cooking, Uber has taken all of my money, all of it. Price going up lately too. Oh my God. And it's like a 30 minute wait. I get nowhere on time. The only reason I'm on time to this podcast is because I'm home. <laughs> but also, I, you're yeah. We're already, you're yeah, already and there. I'm still almost late. But I also, I just moved a few months ago. And I was just like really in love with the apartment itself and just wasn't focused on like, let's say I wasn't shopping for this place. Like as an adult, I was just like, this is nice Mm -hmm. and didn't really think real things through. And my kitchen's like this big now. So I tried cooking in there once and just got really frustrated and was like, I'm never doing this again. Well, do you, do you know how to drive? So this is also a a sensitive topic, but so I got a court date coming up. What's going on? (laughs) essentially um so i (laughs) he hit me okay he hit me (laughs) (laughs) that kid shouldn't have even been in the fucking crosswalk i have to say i'll I'll, like i'll run you through the whole thing but i have to say for someone who's like only just started driving i have a lot of road rage so yeah i grew up in queens went to school in like queens and manhattan for the most part so like was loyal to my metro card and the mta definitely didn't think i was gonna drive um i got my permit when i was 16 just because like that seemed like the cool thing to do i didn't use it um and then like got through college was like i don't need to drive and then just before quarantine actually i was like okay it's probably time in case i ever go anywhere else this will be also, like, my dad was pretty disappointed in me just, like, as a human that I wasn't driving because, like, my 18-year-old brother at the time, he's 21 now, um, but at the time, he was already, like, driving us around places and my dad would just, like, look at me and shake his head and just be like, you are failing. So I finally, like, gave in right before quarantine and I was like, all right, teach me how to drive. And then the world shut down and I came to LA. So I kind of gave up on that. But then I realized that I was going to live here and that you can't get anywhere without driving. Well, I hope that I hope that you negotiated the the Escalade in the record deal. So at least you got a car kind of ready. Well, for you. so <laughs> that's nice. The thing is, everyone immediately started asking me, like, so what car are you going to get when you move? And I was like, I think you need to have a license the last time I checked to get a car. So I'll probably get on that first. That's true. So I started driving out here. Um, even just like as a pedestrian, people suck at driving out here. Yeah. It's like New York is aggressive because everyone has somewhere to be and has like no patience. But that's different. They're just angry. And I respect that. But here is just like, everyone's just like a little confused and it worries me. Yeah. It's just stupidity here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like in New York... In New York, they're never going to hit you, but they're going to make exactly. you think that you're about to get hit, so you move out of the way. 
in, in LA is going to be been like rear ended in Ubers. Run you over. Like five Ubers at least have had to stop my ride because they've been rear ended or rear ended someone. Jeez, so that's bad. I really tried and I was driving for like in my friend's car. He had a lot of faith in me. I don't know why. And he just let me drive his car everywhere. Mm. Um, and I was feeling good about it. So I was like, let me schedule a driving test. I guess the DMV is really backed up, like in the center of the city. And so I yeah. made one for Pasadena. That's where my friend lives. So I was like, I'll use your car. We'll go there. Right. And I was like, you probably don't have to parallel park in Pasadena. So I know what I'm doing. Mm. That was, I was right. <laughs> I don't know why you thought right. that, but that's interesting. That's interesting. I was you right. <laughs> You're on the DMV subreddit. I literally Googled where are the nicest people in at LA DMVs, and there's a lot like there's a lot of research to be done. I learned quite a few things, but there's a lot of scammers in this town. I decided on Pasadena, and I was feeling really good about myself. I like got dressed the morning of my test. My friend was like, "Why do you look like you're dressed for an interview?" And I was like, "I just want to make <laughs> like I want to make a good impression. I'm wearing my only blazer." <laughs> I felt really good about it. Um, <laughs> wearing a blazer. That's so funny. I, like I'm in lot. <laughs> You're like I brought two Starbucks. Are you thirsty? Here you go, buddy. <laughs> Name's Maria. Nice to meet you. Anyway, <laughs> in lot. <laughs> you like green tea, right? I'm in line with like all these 17 year olds, just like looking so chill, and I'm so nervous. And I'm like, but I got this. It's gonna be fine. The instructors are coming out like one at a time every time it's someone else's turn, and I just watch the lady coming towards me, and I'm like, she's gonna fucking hate me. I just know she's going to fucking hate me. She looked angry. I was just like, she's not going to fuck with me. This is not going to go well. And I make jokes when I'm nervous. I was pretty used to people getting mad at me for that. Cause like when my dad was teaching me how to drive, I'd be like, huh, which one's the break again? And he'd be like, we're not doing this. If you're not going to take it seriously. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just trying to lighten the mood, whatever. So naturally that was my response when she got, she, <laughs> she came to me with her clipboard. I was like, Oh no, I'm not good at like being watched by one person to do a simple task. Even like it, this, I didn't realize how much it was going to stress me out. Mm-hmm. And she, okay, so she, you have to do all the hand signals, right? And like, show that you know how to use the turn signals. I was like, I got this. I studied. And then she was like, where's the defroster? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) We live in LA, baby. I was like, what's freezing here? And she was like, you have to know where it is. I was like, okay, well, this isn't my car. So like, is there like leeway for that? And she was like, no, you need to know these things. And I was like, okay, I don't know it, whatever. Can we get this thing started? And so she already was not having it with me. And then we got in the car. I drove off. I was doing great. Um, she was writing a lot of stuff down, which I feel like isn't a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> like I could see... Gribbling right, furiously. I could see from the corner of my eye, just her pen going. And I was like, that can't be good. <laughs> um, so it was just making me like increasingly... You don't like to see when the instructor is sick with the pen. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that ain't... So I you ain't you ain't happy about that. I understand. You want it to be more of a little Wayne off dome situation. There's the pen <laughs> yeah. is not moving I, at all. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want J Cole in the passenger seat. <laughs> um, so you got the you got the lyrical miracle in the in the passenger seat. <laughs> I was like, I hope she's writing like her grocery list because this can't be good. This like really can't be good. But so I'm getting. I'm getting increasingly more nervous and 
I like, okay, so the only time where I like recognized that I might have done something wrong was I was taking a left turn and there were cones like in the lane I should have been in. And I immediately was just like, ah, orange cones don't go there. And I like turned from my lane. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? Like while we were still driving. And I was like, well, was I supposed to like go into the coat? Like I just figured that like don't go there. That seems like something's going on there and I shouldn't enter. Running over cones right. might be a bad thing. <laughs> just like logic test. for me. But she was like, that was the lane you should have turned from. So you're definitely like, that was a bad idea. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's just get back. And then we pulled into the lot. She had drawn me a diagram of everything I did wrong. I know I'm biased as like the person who wanted their license. But she, I asked, I was like, okay, what exactly went wrong? And she was like, you weren't signaling early enough when you were turning. Let me break this down for you. You're telling me (laughs) where to go. And I am immediately doing that thing. There is no space in between. So like, I cannot predict what way I'm turning before you go turn left here. I go, okay, left turn signal. And then we turn. There's no, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then she said I wasn't like properly stopping at soft signs, <laughs> whatever that means. But I no, I swear I was being so careful and like trying to drive so precise. And like she just said that I like didn't do things dramatically. Like I didn't turn my head dramatically enough to like look over my shoulder. You're a performer. Perform I was nervous. I didn't know what they were looking <laughs> for. I thought it was literally just like, don't hit somebody. You're going to be great. No, this is fucked up. You, your ass, your ass can sing in front of 80,000 people in Brazil on the hook and you can't look over your shoulder to parallel park like that. Come on. Like, no. well, I mean, I know a lot of people from New York who grew up without cars and then have, they've needed to take the DMV test more than once. It's not, um, that's what I've heard, but I have to say my spirits were really crushed. Cause like, I really went in with the mindset of like, wow, I can't believe I'm getting a car right after I leave the DMV. <laughs> so I like didn't I my friend who like brought me to the DMV was like, all right, so do you want to get food? Or I was like, I think I'm just going to go home, man. Like I got to meet Roger at the Kia dealership <laughs> at, at 115. <laughs> I don't have time for lunch. I, think I just want to be by myself. He's got a, he's got a black on black. Tell your ride for me. And they're selling out. I got to get the Sorento okay, before they go. All, no, I didn't see anyone for like three days because <laughs> I was so sad. But I really wanted like a 2003 jeep wrangler are you hashtag jeep life (laughs) i don't know i feel like i wasn't before the thing is i really wanted an older car because that just like feels more suited to my personality but my business manager and my dad kept saying that like that's not the way you should choose a car is like how it looks or whatever (laughs) my business manager was just like you're gonna spend so much money getting it fixed and my dad was like who's gonna pick you up when you break down And I was like, neither of these things matter to me if I look good in it. But (laughs) then I just like, I spent a lot of time on Facebook Marketplace, which is probably not where you should get a car, but just for like references. And I found a brown 2003 Jeep Wrangler and I have loved her ever since. And I don't know if that'll happen. So are you going to get, is it like a Wrangler that has like no doors? It's like real off-road No, it has the like, I don't know how to describe it, but like the roof that doesn't. Rag top? That sounds right. I I saw a a Cardi B interview once where they were like, why? I think it was, she doesn't have her license either, or she didn't at the time. And they were like, well, why do you have cars then? Because she owned like two or three. And she was like, well, I rap about it. So I have to be about it. So I had to go out and buy the cars, even though I don't drive them. So now I'm like, I like that. Yes, I want to sing about, I don't know, maybe sitting in a car at some point, but I can't until it's true. (laughs) 
sitting in a car. I can't. I can't talk about sitting in a car. <laughs> exactly. I'd be lying. I mean, you, you in the Jeep. That's the photo for the back of the album. You know, like I agree. That's a write-off 100%. right there. You don't need to drive it. You have friends with licenses. And then don't that, drive it that for you. driver's license song came out. And she's like 18 or whatever. And she's like, got my driver's license last week. I'm like, I fucking get it. It's time. I'm 25. Leave me alone. Rodrigo keeps coming for you. The guy who wrote that song looks a little bit more like me and Jason than you or Olivia. So don't, don't worry about that one bit. Okay. That's, uh, you know, welcome to the music business. You know, that, that, let's, I love let's, it here. Let's not live in that fantasy. Let's not live. <laughs> Let's not live in that fantasy for too long. While we've been recording, you're kind of touching the, uh, the AirPod. I, did you recently get some in-ear monitors? You kind of have a little... You got that Mariah Carey, yeah. Um, you're trying to... No, I'm so glad you asked because they are literally in the mail. I just went and got fitted for them for the first time for tour. Big moment. I was very excited. What did you get? Because you Can't you get a picture on the outside um, of them now? Yes, I got the Yankee logo on them. <laughs> Yes, oh, that's shit. actually very okay. sick. Does it have glitter sick. on it at all? Is it different colors? No, nope, it's it's pink and silver. Yeah, I honestly kind of panicked when I when he the guy told me that I could customize them because I was just like, oh my god, now this is like a, not a big deal to anyone else. But like these are my in ears now. Like I need it's a lot of pressure. I was literally like sitting with my manager and I was like, do I get a Dominican flag on one side and like the Yankees logo on one side? Do I get like plantains drawn on both of them? And he was just like. <laughs> He was just like, Maria, this does not matter. You're the only one who's going to see them. Your hair is always down. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I was like, you guys don't. We have a, we have a 12, we have a 1230 at the Ivy. Can you shut up, please? Like, let's but you go. You guys don't get it. This is my art, whatever. But no, I actually, while, no, while I was there getting deal. fitted, I learned that I have tiny ear holes. Okay. And I just got a pair of new AirPods because I lose them all the time. Because they fall out. <laughs> yes, is what that's why this is happening. <laughs> I realized that I have very small ear holes. She just told me the lady at the in ears place. And I always hang up on people because when you touch them, it like ends the call. It's a problem. I'm I'm very excited about the in ear. You know, it's it's funny because we hadn't met yet, but you know, a lot of people put like a picture of someone. So if you need a kind of like a three hundred DPI file of my face for the for the backup pair just let me know because it would i mean it could people would think it's funny you know what i mean if nothing if your hair's up you know jason has his yeah, mom or I'm whatever like, you know i'm like this is the biggest moment of my life i'm so glad chris is in my ear <laughs> exactly i'm I'm a, I'm a supportive voice when the the harsh lights of the stage are shining down you got to bring it you know the voice of god you're doing two nights at Baby's All Right. Night two, you're gonna need a push <laughs> from, from Chris. That's the reality. So when um when when you're playing when you're playing in New York, are your parents gonna come? Um yeah, my parents actually bought tickets to the first show, which is in the Northwest, and they are not coming. It was just a supportive move, uh, but um that's nice no, though. They're, that's they're, nice. Though. They're that's real nice excited. Though. Um, I have a festival in Delaware and another show in D.C., and my parents are coming to all of them because they're in driving distance. <laughs> I just had to like explain to my dad that like there are no chairs at festivals. <laughs> now it's like I'm really glad you're coming, but I need you to understand what you're getting yourself into. Wear some comfortable shoes. He could bring his own like camping chair, like he's waiting in line I at Supreme. I you know what I mean? That could him, work yeah. for him. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm. We're very excited for you. Congratulations! The record comes out September 10th. Everywhere that you listen to music. And Maria, tell them where, tell the people where they can find you on uh, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Instagram is 
at Maria Isabel. Twitter is at Maria Isabel SEB because fucking whoever's got Maria Isabel hasn't given it up yet. We'll see you on the mat. Uh, Jason, we had to get him a custom gi. <laughs> so it's taken a little bit of time, but we'll, we'll get out there with you in the very near future. Okay. I can't wait. Good, good. Thanks, Maria. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.